Hi, I'm Darren Long from Delta Harbor Assets, and on this week's Hard Money Show, a simple look back at this early time of the year at how gold has performed against recessions. We're expecting one. We'll tell you how it's done. We're going to look back at seven different recessions over the last 40, 50 years, and I'll bet you're going to like what I have to say. Stay tuned. Hard Money starts right now. There are no shortcuts to building wealth today. It takes time, effort, sacrifice, and diversification. But today, diversification means something different than it did in the past. You deserve a more secure way to protect and grow your wealth. At Delta Harbor, we take this to heart. Our mission is to help by inviting you to add physical gold and silver to your wealth strategy. Book a free consultation today and let us show you how to protect and grow your wealth through the ownership of physical gold and silver. Let us show you the Delta difference. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hard Money Podcast. We are back for another week. Darren Long right there as well, answering all your questions. 1-866-323-GOLD. Reach out deltaharbor.com. Harbor with a U. You can see it on his screen because we're Canadian. And this investment is all about you. We always tell you every week that... Uh, this may be a part of your portfolio that is missing, lacking in some regard. That would be physical metals of the silver and gold nature. There's a few others, but again, that phone call and longer discussion with Darren and Rob and the rest of the team will set you straight on where you should go down that path to uh, increasing that uh, that portfolio of yours and getting through these uh, in- weird times that we're in right now, this full-on recession deal and the interest rate hikes. We're going to cover it all and look back and look forward to how gold is uh, performing. Darren, how you doing, bud, today? Feeling good? John, it's a new year. It's a new month. Yeah, We've man. got a little bit of snow on the ground, and we couldn't be happier for what lies ahead if you're a gold and silver investor because we know those who have taken the time to actually educate themselves, research the ownership and the benefits of owning gold and silver will have a much more sound wealth strategy than those who don't. And given the uncertainty in the time and space of where we are right now, John, I think it's more important than ever that we take a good hard look at our wealth and help each other one another to share ideas to look at alternatives you know we use the real estate market for what it's worth good or bad for a very short period of time to make a chunk of wealth take some of that wealth off the table put it into assets like gold and silver which have been here for generations thousands of years which central banks own which individuals all over the world in every single corner own and this is something that we preach here too at Delta. So yes, exciting time, exciting place, and uh, love today's topic. It's going to be exciting. Timely show for sure, gold versus recession. So how has gold uh, performed in previous recessions? I know you like to look back at, uh, you know, we're probably right back to the 70s and beyond. So what do you think about that, pal? Well, it's an important historical note to make, and we won't spend a great deal of time today, but suffice it to say, if we don't look at the past history, it may not give us much of an indication as to what's coming and what lies ahead. Mm-hmm. I like looking at history because, as you know, I believe history repeats itself. It's cyclical in nature, and financial markets have been uh, indicating a possible recession is on uh, is on tap here, and I think right now you're going to find a very high level percentage wise of economists, analysts, uh, bank owners, and managers, and central banks around the world, which think that like us, there is going to be recession during this year. Again, we don't know, John, what's going to be the the tipping point. There's always something that 
from an event standpoint that always you know tips the scales yeah. in 2020 it was covid in 2008 it was the financial crisis which really was sparked by the fact that you know the us economy almost literally caved in on itself and uh, some say within hours of doing so uh, and and we call maybe the lehman brothers event and the selling out of lehmans or many others uh, institutions but really what we saw were these underlying fundamentals that were all there and were were you know they they were shot across the bow they were always staring us right in the face and um right now we're looking at one of the big ones which is um and we follow the US because as the US goes so does the rest of the world so even though i i wrote about what i think 2023 will be and that is that we'll have regionally different differences of levels in terms of the depth of recession some will be mild some will be medium some will go very deep as as credit shrinks as we lock up and freeze in a certain point of time um what we're looking at right now is one of the big signals uh, which is the inverted yield curve where basically long-term interest rates uh, are lower than the short-term interest rates a typical indication that recession is very close at hand and if we look just this past week at the recent USISM uh, services data it further supports the idea of a near-term recession stating that there's weakness in the manufacturing sector and a lot of different little tidbits that point towards that those are hard data points I can't look towards job creation or unemployment rate that slightly drops or us halting you know interest rates from going higher the damage is done it's already been set in it's going to take six seven months for us to feel here in Canada especially what these eight interest rate hikes have done so yes it's important to look back and take a peek at how gold has performed uh, in previous large recessions. And so I think this week we're going to have a bit of a visual on the screen uh, that we'll have put up while we're doing this show, which will give you the opportunity to look at Mm -hmm. and see what has actually happened. And so we look at the recessions by year, stemming all the way back to 1973, and then we look at the length of those recessions by months. And what you'll see is, there's almost always, with the exception of 1981 and 1990, uh, 73, 80, 2001, 2008, and 2020, gold bullion performance in absolute terms was positive. Uh, in 73, it rose in 16 months of recession by about 39%. In 1980, it rose by 71%, which was the big peak of the um of the bull market of the 70s for gold and silver which we've discussed uh, ad nausea in 2001 just at the onset of this market over an eight-month stretch where we saw the dot-com era kind of come to a close nasdaq kind of shrunk and then of course 9-11 occurred uh, we saw over an eight-month stretch about a 19, 20% gain in U.S. dollar terms uh, of gold in 2008 with the financial crisis, 69% gain over 18 months. And then uh, over 2020, over about a two- to three-month period, we saw about a 25% increase in gold. And although this show today is primarily talking about gold, um, for the purposes of this show, silver was like gold on steroids during all of those instances. So there's only been two occasions in um in seven different recessions all the way back to 73 in which gold didn't have a net positive performance and there are reasons for it which we'll discuss uh today but we can conclude um that from that data gold has a very positive relationship with recession and we expect recession this year 
And the movement is very clear. We expect gold to rise. We expect silver to be, as we said, gold on steroids, so to speak. And it tends to perform well in absolute and relative terms during a U.S. recession. Specifically, if you look at gold, uh, when looking at returns from six months before the start of a recession to six months after the recession concludes, uh, gold has returned an average of 28%, and it's outperformed the S&P 500 and the TSX both, but the S&P 500 by about 37%. Um, it is worth noting that the economic cycle takes us to the doorstep of recession as we speak. And when we began to study this back in 2004, when I got into this market, we concluded that there were four major, major uh, fundamentals that were at play, although this was an event-driven market and at any given moment something could blow the lid off of this prices could go extremely high we're watching and have always been watching currency depreciation right now of course it's the u.s dollar versus the basket of other currencies we call that the u.s dollar index we're watching inflation and we were watching the threat of inflation which definitely put a charge into the value of gold and silver especially over the last two decades in which case um, we've looked at those numbers before but gold is averaging around eight nine percent cumulatively over 20 years silver around the same and then uh, of of course, geopolitics. Why do central banks hold gold and silver? It's a protection mechanism. They use it to ensure their foreign reserves. They use it to ensure themselves locally against the threats of geopolitical instability, whether it's war, whether it's you know any number of things that can happen regionally uh, that might put a bit of a dent into the regional economy. They pick up gold, and you're seeing that happen right now. China, Russia, India, Brazil, all the big BRIC nations all the minor nations in those regions, the Middle East, they're all net gold buyers. And we seem to be the only country here in Canada that's not smart enough to recognize that. I don't know if we just think that our goodwill and our smile will get us through, but I think it's definitely something that we have to pay attention to because unfortunately under Trudeau, he liquidated the last little bit we had and basically said that gold is not of importance to this economy, but it is. It's a resource for one of the largest providers of raw gold in the world we have more in the ground than pretty much anywhere else in the world right now that's untapped that's in the north that hasn't been touched and so ultimately yes we look at the positives of what has occurred we apply that to common sense and here at delta we're holding everyone's hand to get them into the market john to get them gold in their you know home to get them gold in storage to get them gold and silver in their registered accounts however they want to do it And that's exactly why when we look at these things, we don't just leave it to chance. We study the data. We look at what has happened and we apply that to common sense thinking. It is time. It's more than time, John, to take a look at your wealth strategy and to add physical gold and silver to it. And we're going to talk about the different uh, mechanisms to get that portfolio up and running here in just a bit, Darren, as you you glance by there. Um, According to your chart here, the red is 81 and 90. So what about those poor returns in those two uh, particular cycles? What happened then? What's responsible for it? Well, I'm glad you asked because, I mean, it's important to look back at them. Um, The poor returns for 81 and 90 were due to specific circumstances. In 81, um, Paul Volcker, who took over as the Fed chairman in the U.S., and this guy was on you know a power trip total power trip and he just said okay to hell with this inflation to hell with this stagflation to hell with everything that we've just experienced interest rates are going higher and it was a significant event i mean it changed history because never before had you had such a dramatic uptick in interest rates in any one short period of time 
And um, this was when inflation in the U.S. was well over 10%. That's data inflation, not street level. Street level was near 15 20%. And when you were paying mortgage rates or had mortgages that were above 20%, here in Canada too, mortgage rates that were, I remember my parents' uh, my parents' second mortgage or our second home or second place where we lived, uh, 23%. 23%. You imagine, imagine that paying now? that right now They'd under the circumstances we currently find ourselves. Yeah. I mean, forget it. Everybody will tout that, you know, there's positive news in 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 job uh creation. There's positive news in unemployment rate falling. But what they don't take into account is the cost of living has gone sky high. Mm-hmm. We can't afford to pay 20% mortgages. We'd be dead in the water. We'd lose our entire economy. We'd be completely flushed out to a nothing state. And we would fall to a second or third rate economy. And um, in order to prevent that from happening, going back to those times, you know, you can't have some wing nut pushing the buttons and raising rates too high. It's high enough. We've had eight interest rate hikes taking us up over 4% from a quarter percent the prime rate. Mortgage rates now up at six percent, you know, going on thirty-year rates, and 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 in the U.S. they're in a housing crisis still. So that's the same subprime situation repeating itself over again and again. We're seeing very, very uh, much the same situation occur where decisions financially at the macro level are being made based on this shitty underlying asset base, and we don't know how quality it is, but we know they're repeating the same subprime process and we know prior to the more stringent rules that came in place here in Canada lots of people were buying houses and lying about their income to get better mortgages i mean let's face it this country is you know being swarmed right now by scams relating to homes from mortgage scams to funding scams to flipping scams to you know people that are applying for mortgages that that should never have even got a second thought um, and that's where we are right now. We have to be very cautious because we're on the tip and the world sees it and they know about it. So that 1981 time was just a pure matter of um, of the interest rates rising. And that very transformative paradigm shifting moment in monetary policy, it marked, it marked the very start of a prolonged bear market for gold and silver until the mid 90s where we had a, a bit of a, a uptick when right in the middle of the mid 90s. Um, and the beginning of this bull market in 2002. So additionally, the high in inflation period of the, the late 60s and the early 70s caused gold prices to increase dramatically. So, you know, this is definitely boding well for where we are right now. Interest rates have just gone higher. The threat of inflation is here and the expectations are very high for what lies ahead. So I like where we're sitting. I love gold and silver right now. And I think definitely there is every reason to believe it goes much higher from here into the 2500 range this year and then 3000 and beyond by next year or the year after silver up into the 40 range and then beyond 50 by next year probably above its all-time high in very short order so this is a great time to be owning it buying it because it's relatively cheap compared to where it's going was 1990 the same thing or was it that whole invasion of kuwait had a, had something to do with it as well yeah, 1990, that, that was a very mild recession, but it definitely was following Iraq's invasion of Kuwait and marked the beginning of uh, a fairly aggressive central bank uh, gold sales, right, where we started turning the, the clocks backwards, and that lasted through the 1990s and early 2000s. And this period is in very stark contrast to today, where, as we know, we've discussed in this show, 
at length the importance of understanding central banks around the world are net buyers and have been net buyers since 2009. We just don't hear it discussed in the West because the U.S. has some mythical Fort Knox amount of gold, which is the largest gold hoard in the entire world sitting uh, there, which hasn't been tested since the 60s, but they say it's there. So that's their gold. Here in Canada, we're just you know, I don't understand. I don't understand the thinking. I don't understand the the political will to abandon that process when the rest of the world, all the central banks of the G20 nation own gold except for Canada. And I don't understand why that's that's that way, but it is. And so, you know, right now it's imperative for for us to view those other aspects of the world global economy and take them for what they are this is these are countries planning to succeed uh, in new multi-currency global economy uh, and we don't know what that'll be some people challenge the norm and say it's going to be a digital currency or one world currency i don't believe that i believe that you know we're going to start to see this this continuation of the move away from the petrodollar and a focus more on regional currency and uh, what they can do is is pay in different forms we'll use a lot more oil for payment a lot more gold for payment and um, if Canada doesn't follow through on following the rest of these central banks I mean we're already at great risk the world sees it um, everybody's on our doorstep everybody wants our resources people are breaking into the country constantly it only becomes a matter of time before this goodwill and these smiles uh, no longer get us the same results and already we're seeing that so yeah in reality i think it's imperative that every single investor that can own physical gold and silver it's the smartest thing you can do uh, for diversifying your wealth in my opinion and it's it's easy to do it's so simple and we've always maintained that it's imperative to be resourceful and uh, recognize the pitfalls of being too one side in your portfolio so if you look at your wealth strategy right now the most common wealth strategy is stocks, bonds, and cash. And those are all, unfortunately, positive related. So if we have a recession, all three drop in value. So, I mean, there's no way out instead of, uh, in, unless we get to the point at which we start to uh, think smart, use our head, connect with companies like Delta to research and educate ourselves about the um, value of owning physical gold and silver. And this is the time, John. This is when it's going to explode. This is when you can say, look, I put that 15, 20, 30% uh, of, of my other resources into a gold component or a gold silver component. And I thank God I th- uh, that I did because it protected my family. It grew my wealth. It put my kids through school long-term. It helped me to buy that extra cottage, that toy. It just ensured my wealth and kept what I had safe. All those things are reasons to buy gold and silver, especially through uh, Delta Harbor assets. Again, deltaharbor.com, one 323 gold is uh, the way to start that phone conversation. Well, you did mention a few minutes ago, so let's take the last couple minutes here. Uh, Darren, this week, and talk about how to do exactly that, get our paws on some and get that, uh, get that portfolio happening, right? Well, the website's there. It's for your... Uh, it's for your pleasure for you to use to educate yourself. And the very first and simple way to start is by going there and just shopping on the store like you would online. You grab a small piece of gold, see how it feels, you know, spend a thousand bucks, get some gold in there, maybe some silver, maybe both, and just take it home. See how that process ensues, what it feels like to hold it, what it looks like, and then build something from there. You know, take uh, another approach, maybe, which is to store your product. Maybe you're going to have a sizable amount. A thousand was a good start. Five thousand was a good start. 
Now you want to put in 10, maybe 15, maybe 100,000, maybe more, a couple of million if you're that type of investor. And you can do that and put it into storage. It's safe. It's secure. It's in your name. Um, provide the serial numbers. It's fully insured. And you can buy and sell by phone. So it increases your liquidity overall, makes it very smart way to hold against a very limited or low cost. Uh, you will not like the outcome of wanting to investigate insurance uh, at your home, even in a safe, if you have it, yeah. because it will far exceed the cost of storage using Delta's program. But that being said, again, maybe you're investing a little bit further and you want to really diversify your holdings. What about a registered account? We offer the ability for you as an individual investor to put gold and silver into your registered accounts, whether those are RSPs, TFSAs, Liras, whether those are lifts, rifts, and you want us to follow you through into the retirement phase of your life, uh, it doesn't matter to us. Set one up for the kids and use an RESP. Yep. If you're a U.S. investor watching this, 401ks, we'll set those up for you too. Again, the product gets stored. It's bought and sold by phone call. And it's easy to do, and you get all the benefits of the registered accounts. So in an RSP, you get the tax deductions. In TFSAs, capital gains free. Why not use that up if you've never had a TFSA? Or if you've got a dead horse sitting over at another institution and they're just giving you the runaround, they don't give you the feedback that companies like ours do, you don't get in touch with them often enough, they don't call you and give you reasonable ideas as to where to park your money or what to do, then call us and we'll show you how to self-direct that from that institution over to here where you can get your own account, have it inside your RSP. There are no implications tax-wise. You can just take it and hold it under the same umbrella, but instead of being at some dead end where you're dealing with uh, some planner, advisor, or person working at that firm that never calls, that never touches the most important thing in your life, then, um, you know, you are going to be in a situation where, uh, you know, you are going to fall short of your goals, which is to protect your wealth, ensure your wealth, and to go from there. And in addition to that, John, we have one called bulk, bulk Bullion, which is a fun one, which is, hey, if you want gold and silver, but you don't want to pay those premiums for a bar or a coin, we've got the best way. We just take tons of bars, we put them in the bank, and um, you know, we store them, we put them in the vault, and we hold them there. And ultimately, you're able to just buy in one ounce increments of gold or silver without having to declare what specific bar you want or coin. It's all allocated to these accounts. It's all segregated. It's in your name. Uh, there is no hypothecation. None of that kind of thing happens. And you can just switch it anytime you want into a bar type or a coin type, or you can take delivery of it. Take it home if you want. If you bought a thousand ounces and it's thousand ounce bar form and it was the cheapest way to buy it, uh, then go ahead and take it home with you. No problem. We'll get it set up. We'll either deliver it right to you or you can come and pick it right up from the vault. Either way, it's a great opportunity to look in and investigate further by going uh, to our website and getting started there. John, it's getting cold. I know at the end of every show, it's something I repeat all the time. The snow has fallen. We're expecting more locally here in Ontario. And I just want to remember, I just want to remind people of the importance of taking care of your local community. Give generously to your local food bank. The people around you, believe it or not, even if you're living an affluent lifestyle, you have neighbors who are not uh, living the lifestyle that they pretend to be, and they need your help. They need your support. Your local community needs your support. Take care of the people in your community. Give to your local food bank. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and it's easy as that.
get over to the website and uh, let's have a chat. Let's get in touch and let's have uh, let's have five ten minutes of of a call and and get some gold and silver into your portfolio. Yeah, man, that's it for another week. Again, reach out as Darren says, Delta Harbor with you. It's right behind him, deltaharbor.com, 1-866-323-GOLD. And on YouTube and Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all search Delta Harbor, the same thing. And investigate the different options for you to get that portfolio up and running. And we'll catch you next time on the Hard Money Podcast. Have a great week.